the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Calling all men. It's now your time for your show with your coach, the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Relax, be heard, and be understood. It's a show where men can be men. Now here's the coach who has your back, Linda Gross. Welcome, everybody, to another live edition of the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. You're on with me, your host, Linda Gross. And if you can hear us every week, every Wednesday, that's 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, you can hear us if you're regionally in the area of the Inland Empire, Palm Springs, San Bernardino. Otherwise, if not, if you're um, across the, the yard or across the country, you can listen to us on the TuneIn app. Just Google TuneIn uh, slash Linda Gross and you'll be able to see um, this show either and you can listen either live or on demand at your convenience. Um, last week's show, if you happen to have missed it, we were talking about mistakes that single men make that unseat your financial stability uh, and we had on my guest attorney Michael Brown who is my newest sponsor so we we're very thankful for that um, today's show let's hop right into it we're going to talk about lose that fat tire we're going to talk about fitness health weight and cooking with my guest today Dr. Rob Garcia um, Dr. Rob is a seven-time author and a professional life coach. You might have heard him a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about dating apps and how to write a killer uh, dating app and uh, dating app profile, I should say. Um, he has an interesting past. He is a high school drop, high school and college dropout. Yet he turned into a PhD. He currently lives in San Diego. He teaches people how to how to become life coaches on his Blue Dragon Enterprises website. He also speaks in high schools about tech careers. If anyone here needs life coaching advice, tips on starting their own company, or a wealth of funny and informative posts, you can Google him on his Blue Dragon Enterprises blog. That's Blue Dragon uh, Blue Dragon Ent dot blogspot.com and the website is blue dragon ent ent dot com welcome dr rob thanks for being here today welcome linda thanks for having me all right i'm ready to get into this topic i've gotten a lot of good feedback and uh hopefully we'll have some good listeners by the way if you are a listener and you want to ask me or rob a question be sure to call in that number is 951-922-3532. Again, the number is 951-922-3532. In the event that you can't call, you can Facebook me. You can uh, leave it on my wall post if you like. Or if you're too shy, you can send me a private message. And in the past, as you know, we've had callers who might be at work or maybe they're driving and they can't call right then, you can send me an, an audio tape or a videotape right on your smartphone. Just email it to my Facebook, and bam, we'll air it. Okay, so let's get right into, into it, Rob. We're going to talk about, for guys, how to get rid of that dreaded belly fat. All right, well, um, to start with, you know, we're going to discuss some health things, um, some reasons for obesity, and how guys accumulate that, that belly fat. Um, let's start off talking about obesity in America. I mean, uh, the stats are out of control. It's officially labeled as an epidemic, depending on who you ask. 
um, some stats I pulled up. Uh, obesity is typically defined as being 30, 35 pounds overweight um, from the National Conference of State Legislatures, uh, which is an organization. Uh, a third of teens in America are considered obese. No state has an obesity rate under 21%, talking about adults, and two states have now got an obesity rate of over 35%, which are Mississippi and West Virginia. California, as a frame of reference, is about 24.5%. So we can see that obesity is creeping up uh, in all the states, and that's become a real issue that we need to look at, particularly in teenagers and children. Childhood obesity is, is out of control. Um, Moving on, there are definite uh, correlation and links to diseases, um, and cutting down on your obesity can definitely cut down your risk for certain diseases such as type 2 diabetes, uh, heart disease, and damage to your knees. Um, the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute calculates your obesity by your BMI, your body max, mass index, and as it rises, so does your chances for coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, type 2 diabetes, uh, four kinds of cancer, and believe it or not, Linda, sleep apnea. I didn't know that. Uh, they also state that two-thirds of obese people have knee issues and that overweight people are placing up to five times their body weight on their knees. So you can Poor see these knees. are all reasons. Yeah, exactly. And that <laughs> That's knee a surgery. lot of stress on one joint. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and, and we need those joints as we go, get older. Um, I learned that knee surgery, uh, if you have a BMI that's over about 40, you increase your risk of death and stroke. Um, so they won't even recommend the surgery if, you're, if you uh, have a body mass index of over 40. So it's good, to, it's, it's good if you're starting to have some knee pains that you start looking at your weight as a, as a, causal, a causal factor. And a lot of times addressing the weight also addresses sleep apnea and diabetes. So for people who do have those two issues, a lot of times when they go ahead and lose, you know, 40, 50 pounds, those two uh, symptoms, you know, and illnesses go away. That's true, Linda. And I found that in my research. I found that a lot of these, uh, a lot of the symptoms will be greatly lessened um, once the weight starts coming off. Um, every pound you are overweight is about 15 pounds extra on the knees, I found out, which wow. is why a lot of obese people have knee pain. Wow. And if it gets so bad, then you're going to be reduced to being immobile, which is being in a wheelchair. Sometimes at, I, I see at the grocery stores that, you know, there's a lot of shoppers who are, you know, quite, quite obese and they're in a wheelchair shopping. Their knees yeah. just gave out. Yeah, exactly, Linda. And, and, you know, you see that a lot more with the rascal scooters, um, with people that are defined as morbidly obese. And the problem is once your mobility starts to go, that's also half of your ability to exercise. So it's a double-edged sword. You're not only not mobile and you're, you're forced to rely on other means of transportation to get around, but you're going to have a much harder time losing weight. Because think about how many things we use, you know, running, biking, all those things need mobility. Absolutely. So watching your intake of food, I think it's a constant vigilance. There is no coincidence to all this obesity and weight gain. There is a definite plan. There's a political plan to make all of us fat. So unlike it was decades ago, maybe from our parents' generation or grandparents' generation where they were eating healthy foods and healthy products, now we are so filled with all kinds of pesticides and chemicals and, and plastics and so on and so forth. There definitely is a push to make us unhealthy. I think one day I'll probably have, have the show how, um, you know, how politics relates to the state of uh, the affairs with our, with our weight issues. It absolutely um, relates. So for the average person out there, the average listener out there, it's up to you. It's all on you to read the labels, know what you're getting into, know what you're eating, and just be proactive about this. All right, we're going to, um, did you have a quick thought, Rob? We're going to go to commercial. Did you have oh, a quick uh, thought? Oh, go ahead. I can do it after commercial. 
Okay. So you're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. Call us at 951-922-3532, 951-922-3532. We'll continue with our um, discussion on health and how to get rid of that fat tire. See you back in a moment. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. Do you have a business or are you thinking about starting one? Do you have contracts, leases, and other documents that need legal review to ensure you are protected? If so, contact the law offices of Michael W. Brown for assistance. With over 20 years' experience advising clients on business matters, they provide practical legal advice to help you succeed. Their goal is to give the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Visit mwb-law.net or call 949 949- 636-8128. That's the law offices of Michael W. Brown. 949-636-8128. Hey guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. We will be discussing men's issues, dating, relationships, sex, women, fitness, health, business, men's hobbies, men's rights, and more. She will be talking about excerpts from her men's book, Mastering Women, too. Google KMET Advocate and save to your favorites every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. We proudly rejoin our programming with The Men's Advocate Show with your host, Linda Gross. On KMET, 1490 AM, Smart Talk. everybody welcome back we're talking about how to lose that fat tire around your waist we're on with my uh, special guest dr robert garcia we were talking just a moment ago about obesity and stats and a little bit about politics that there is no coincidence to everybody getting fat what do you think about that rob well, Linda, um, I, I, in my book, The Skinny Dragon Diet Plan, available on my website, um, I actually did some research and I was looking back into why our, my generation, I'm 39, why my generation was just starting to pack on um, obesity more than previous generations. And do you remember the, uh, the USDA food pyramid? Of course. I think every one of our generation remembers it. Millennials might not know about it, though. Um, I've got it in front of me, and what was interesting was uh, the former Secretary of Agriculture was interviewed on PBS, and he said that in the early 80s, the Department of Agriculture had started a whole bunch of federal uh, nutrition programs, so National School Lunch Program, Food Stamp Program, and WIC. But the thing was the government was also subsidizing farmers, and so they were encouraging a lot of grain consumption. So if you remember the food pyramid, uh, it suggests 6 to 11 servings of grains a day. Right. (laughs) That's a lot. Now, that food pyramid was originally started back during uh, the World Wars. And, you know, rationing, and there was 
severe rationing and food lines and so on and so forth because everything was going towards the war effort. So back in the 20s and 30s, that food pyramid made sense because there were a lot of malnutrition, uh, malnourished uh, people um, at the time. But Fast forward into, say, for example, the 50s, you know, when the wars were all over with, we didn't have, you know, um, the economy was doing really well, and we didn't have the malnutrition that was so prevalent during those early days. So, of course, you know, I hope kids today don't know anything about the food pyramid because it absolutely is not relevant today. Absolutely not. I mean, it was for it was intended to be for a short period of time during food rationing, not as a lifelong <laughs> uh, food plan for uh, for for kids and and future generations. Yeah, yeah, that's an absolutely great point, Linda. It's just the the different um, the different economies actually stimulated what the government was promoting. Um, another thing about the food pyramid, it's been highly debunked by a lot of. of uh, groups, but besides just the outrageous servings of, of grains and pastas and whole wheats that they recommend, they don't differentiate between healthy fats and unhealthy fats because they just didn't know back then. They just said uh, try and avoid fats or use them in low quantities, but we found now that certain fats can be healthy for you. The fats found in, say, olive oil versus corn oil, um, avocados, and olives, green olives, have healthy amounts of fat in them. And then uh, whole, whole butter, not margarine. So these are fats I use in my own personal diet, and um, I, I think that's where the food pyramid definitely went wrong, and so the, the government definitely needs to revise it and change their, their recommendations. Absolutely. Yes, and the, and the difference between good fats and bad fats, absolutely true. In fact, there was a period of time, I think maybe for about 20 years, they told everybody, this was maybe like in the 80s, I think it was, they told everybody butter is bad for you. Don't Don't eat butter. You know, so everybody switched to margarine at that time. And then now we find out that of all the chemical properties that are in margarine, it actually has a lot of fat-producing properties that are not good for you. So even a small amount of butter is better for you than margarine and, and some of these synthetic oils that they now have on the market. So just be careful with the labels and, and you know, what you eat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I buy I buy European butter, and it tastes amazing. And from what my research shows, it's very good for me in conjunction with a meal. Um, and you got to remember, margarine is usually soybean oil. Yeah, and, and soy is usually not too good for for uh, humans. Right, and it, it's used in production of estrogen in men. It can cause uh, breast growth in men. Absolutely. I think I'm going to have a topic one of these days on, on man boobs. But, yes, it's the excessive use of soy that is creating a, uh, a breast tissue in men that looks almost like a boob, like a female boob. So this is something that you do not want. So f for men out there who are listening, do not – stay away from soy. You know, there are other alternatives. Maybe they can put uh, almond milk on their cereal. And milk is not really that great for you either. Um, but there are some good alternatives now. Coconut milk might be another good choice and, and replace that with your soy milk. Right. I, I totally agree, Linda. And a few things I found out, uh, imitation bacon bits are actually soy flakes wow. hardened up. And sliced cheese, for the most part, is so soy oil, just hardened. Yep. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't know this. They don't really read their labels closely, and they don't realize what they're consuming. So I, especially with sliced cheese, I'm very careful to always read the ingredients. Right. I, I've been um, – I, I myself, I hate to admit this, even though I, I eat healthily and I work out and all that kind of stuff, I have a fat belly too. And I think it's as a result of my body is just like rejecting whatever I'm giving it. There's something that I'm doing that's causing this. It's technically an inflammation. It's sort of like the body's way of letting you know that something that you're putting in your body is not agreeing with you. So lately I've been on a quest to um, investigate probiotic solutions because I kind of feel like it might be, for me at least, it might be something that's gut-related. There is something called good bacteria and there is bad bacteria. And the bad bacteria are the ones that are going to cause this inflammation. So one of the things on my list that I had to replace, I, I have been uh, eating 
regular butter, butter for quite a few years now, maybe a decade now. <clears throat> but one of the things that I replaced is going from regular butter to what's called cultured butter. And apparently the cultured butter, or like Rob, in your case, there are one or two brands that come from like Germany and Europe that also have these proper ingredients, these probiotic probiotic ingredients or um, properties that is actually heart healthy and gut healthy. So that might be something to look into. Look for cultured butter. Absolutely. That sounds great. And I totally agree about your, your statements about inflammation. Um, there, there are certain diets that cause inflammation of the organs as well. Um, definitely not good. So, so switching gears, we're going to talk about how um, – Certain causes of lifestyles are, are also contributors to obesity. You know, we're looking at the, the electronic generation. Um, video games, TV, just our electronic babysitters um, are really cutting into our time. We should be out and we should be active. You know, back in the day, our, our mothers would send us out and say, go play with your friends and don't come back till dinner time. And, you know, we'd get our, our requisite amount of exercise. But these days, uh, a lot of parents will just plant their uh, children in front of an Xbox or a PlayStation. And they can just just sit there and vegetate. Um, it's the newest babysitter. <laughs> it really is, and, and, and it's so addictive. You know, even for adults too, it's so addictive to break yourself away from social media. I mean, Rob, you and I kind of—it's kind of like a necessary evil because we have to be on social media because of the marketing that we do. But for the average population, they're glued to their seats. You know, too many hours of the day, and they say that no matter how well you eat and no matter how much you exercise at the gym or what have you, you have to add the third element and that third element is get out and walk. So um, you're not going to be completely fit unless you um, are walking, you know, just even a 10-minute walk around the block, even something just to get you out of that chair because our bodies are not meant to be sitting for hours and hours on end. We're meant to be active. We're supposed to be, you know, in the wild and collecting berries and looking for prey and, you know, things of that nature. Our bodies have, have not changed in 10,000 years all that much. So too much sitting is not a good plan. I, I'm I totally, guilty of this. I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand. It's like I have to set a timer to tell myself, okay, I have to shut down the computer, walk away, and just go for a walk. <laughs> totally agree. I started off today with a, a nice uh, beach run and, uh, in San Diego. It was great. Um, another thing that, that, that we're seeing is obviously fast food has just exponentially grown. Uh, fast food is so bad for you, and so many people are using it as a means of convenience for feeding themselves. Um, portion sizes are crazy. They're filled with sodium, too much sugar from the soft drinks. Uh, when you're getting fast food, you really are poisoning yourself, and I think a lot of your listeners could benefit from cutting out their fast food maybe just a once a month, if that. Absolutely. It's, it's calorie-laden, sugar-laden, and salt-laden, all things that you absolutely do not want. Uh, it's it's just an epidemic. I think I heard a, a study not long ago, maybe last month, that said um, one out of three people visit fast food every day. I believe every it. Day. And that's ridiculous. Oh, gosh. I had a, a neighbor, um, and at the time, this was years ago, at the time she was, you know, fair, fairly decent weight from I saw her grow up and what have you. And then all of a sudden, one particular year, she just ballooned. She was in the, I think she was nine years old in the third grade. She ballooned and gained 100 pounds. And I asked her, they actually ended up calling, the school ended up calling Child Protective Services and stepped in. And I asked her one day, how on earth did you gain 100 pounds? And she said, my mom is a single mom, and she's busy working, and she doesn't have time to cook. So she would take us to McDonald's morning, noon, and night. 100 pounds she gained one year. I, I totally believe it. You so, know. The, you know, they put her with a nutritionist, they put her with a psychologist, and it took her about a, about a year and a half to lose all that weight. And basically, they taught this nine-year-old girl to cook herself. Like, 
you know, you can't rely on your mother, unfortunately. I mean, if she's not interested in making a healthy meal, even after all of this, she still wasn't interested or didn't have the resources or was too tired from work or whatever. So they, you bet your bottom dollar they taught this uh, 10-year-old girl how to cook her own meals and to make healthy choices and that you don't have to eat, you know, all that fast food. I'm, I'm glad they were able to, to instill these measures in her and teach her at a young age um, because it, it really is the older you get, the harder it is to lose the weight and to change your lifestyle. Uh, and what I hope we can do today for the listeners is if they've been out of the game for a little while or they don't feel comfortable with their bodies or they put on some weight, um, I hope we can give them some habits that will really help them because I was, a, I was an overweight teenager and it affected me socially, self-esteem, all kinds of stuff. And then I joined the military and that slimmed me down for a bit. But once I got out and I hit my, my late 20s, I was obese for about six, about six years. And um, th- these diet plans that I've been using have, have helped maintain a lot and build some muscle. So some of the things that your listeners can do is to just the, – the first thing is just to make the effort. You know, If you haven't had a, a fit lifestyle or an exercise-laden lifestyle, um, start with just walks three times a week. You know, Just the, the basics. You don't, have to, you don't have to just go crazy. Just start with walks around your block. You can take your kids. You can go to the park. Um, but just make sure you do it and make sure you, you mark it down somewhere so that you have a regular routine going. And then if you want, there are former classes, formal classes you can take like CrossFit, spin bike, dance class. You know, you can go swimming at a lot of gyms or public pools. Um, one thing I did was I created a home gym because like you were saying, a lot of parents, there are a lot of single parent uh, households out there and they're working and they don't have time to go to a gym or, or they don't want to pay for the, the cost. So create a home gym. In one of my advertisements for Blue Dragon Enterprises, and you can pull it up on YouTube, it says uh, Blue Dragon Ad 2015, you'll see me doing my home gym exercises, and I just used my couch, a chair, and a pull-up bar that cost $20. And I, I was doing squats, I was doing bicep presses, push-ups, pull-ups, and I was getting a good workout for tw- about 20 bucks and, and standard furniture. Anyone can do that. I love the idea of a home gym because oftentimes I'll hear people who say, you know, I can't afford a gym membership or I can't afford to buy equipment or, you know, all these excuses that they come up with. But there's so many things that are around the house that you can use as weights or as resistance. Um, you know, to the, to one person, I said, just take your sparklets bottle, you know, your, um, what is that? A, like a gallon sparklet bottle. I said that weighs one gallon weighs five pounds and just use that. You know, they're like, wow, I had no idea. I mean, so like if you can't afford to buy some of this stuff and nor should you for that matter, I mean, you should be able to think of things to do on your own that will help you with uh, with your cardio and help you with resistance. I think it's a great idea. And another great idea as to be thinking along this home g- gym uh, alignment is that I have a lot of people who are business people and they travel a lot. And then they say, okay, well, they might have a routine while they're here in L.A., but when they travel, it's like all bets are off and their eating goes to heck and, and you know, they don't get a, a proper workout. But, um, you know, if you know what to do around the house, then when you're in the hotel room, you can figure out things to do as well. Linda, that's a great point is adaptability on the road, uh, especially for our, our traveling uh, clientele. Um, if you have a chair in your hotel room, you can use that for squats or overhead presses. I hook my feet under the bed and I do sit-ups, um, just the regular push-ups. Um, and like you said with the sparklets bottle, that's brilliant. You know, you can fill that up with water and, and have a nice 5 to 10-pound weight um, and use it to isolate certain areas. And then jumping jacks, you know, it doesn't have to be super elaborate. Definitely. And if you completely run out of ideas, just walk. Walk for 30 minutes. That's really like all it takes. Um, there was one woman who, whom I knew. Uh, she was overweight. I would say she was probably about, I don't know, 60, 70 pounds overweight. She made, Rob, I, honest to goodness, she made no changes to her diet. She made no changes in her uh you know, in in how she ran her day, the the rest of the day, the only thing she changed was to walk 30 minutes. Guess what? In about three or four months' time, she had lost 30 pounds just wow. from that one thing, just yeah. walking. 
Yeah, it's absolutely. so good for you. And you look at uh, you look at Asian cultures, especially Japan, that has very very long life, longevity, and mm-hmm. quality of life, and low disease. It's because they've incorporated walking everywhere they go. Absolutely. Yep. All right. And if you're on the road, what better way to to walk around is to go check out the sites. You know, walk there. It's like don't take a taxi or or a bus or what have you. Oftentimes, you know, other cities, you know, across the world, they're very compact and they're very walk friendly. So you can pretty much walk to, you know, go get coffee or dinner or whatever the, uh, you know, site that you're visiting, you know, has some sort of architectural interest or what have you. Just walk there. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, sleeping uh, patterns and how that might affect somebody's weight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, One thing that people can do is to adjust their sleeping habits when they go to bed and capitalize on the ability that a lot of gyms are open 24 hours or open at about 5 a.m. for smaller gyms. But if people just go to bed a little earlier, like for example, if I have a run the next morning, I go to bed at about 7.30 or 8 o'clock at night. I mean you really think about it. What are most people doing from after 8 o'clock at night? They're usually snacking. They're usually watching TV. They're hanging out doing nothing. I mean they're really just putting on calories. Those are the trouble hours anyway. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're saying catch up on your sleep and go to bed a little bit earlier and then you'll have time to wake up earlier and then hit the gym. So you won't have the excuse of I have no time to to work out because I have to go to work. Exactly, Linda. It takes a, it takes a little juggling especially if you have children, but it can definitely be done. Uh, you go to bed at about 8 o'clock, you wake up at 4 or 5, and then you can sneak off to the gym, do what you need to do, and then still work a regular job with office hours. I did it for a couple of years. Absolutely. And by the way, over the last uh, five or so years, there have been new studies that show uh, people who are burning the candle at both ends and are only getting four or five hours of sleep, guess what? It's not doing your waist, uh, waistline any benefit. So the lack of sleep, if you are not sleeping seven to eight hours per night, actually puts on weight. So there's something um, that secretes uh, in, your, in your brain, your, your hormones and your enzymes in your brain that says, oh, goodness, I'm in starvation mode. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's like that fight or flight syndrome kind of thing where it's saying, I don't know when I'm going to get my next shut eye. So the hoarding mechanism kicks in, those hoarding hormones kick in and actually it creates weight gain. So don't be doing that. You're not doing yourself any favor by sleeping, you know, four or five, six hours a night. Yeah, I totally agree, Linda. And and sleep is very important for a, a fit lifestyle. Um, another thing that I got into, a, a friend showed me and I started reading about it, was it's a thing called intermittent fasting. And it's, it's gaining popularity. Uh, I read in a men's fitness, Terry Crews, the actor, actually uses it. And he says it's the best thing he's ever found, especially as an older man. Um, and he was having trouble keeping weight off. Intermittent fasting has a couple of variations, but basically it means you only eat eight hours in a day. So what this means is you can pick any eight-hour stretch conducive to your lifestyle and just eat in that eight hours and then just just don't eat for the rest of, of your time. And if you do this properly, like for example, I was eating at 11 a.m. And because I was, I was just triggering the starvation in my body, it would digest the food much quicker and food tasted amazing. And then I would eat one more time when I got home at about 5 or 6 o'clock. And in that span between 11 and 6, that was it. I was done. And then you just go to sleep and start the next day. And I never had like any weird hunger issues or anything. And intermittent fasting um, is just a great way to reduce your food intake but yet keep you healthy. That sounds awesome. I know a lot of Americans don't eat breakfast as it is. So the bad part about not eating breakfast, which is technically breaking the fast, the fast from having uh, slept all night, is, um, you know, a lot of Americans will eat too much lunch and then too much dinner. So how do you train your body to uh, make it copacetic with this intermittent fat, uh, intermittent um, eating and fasting? You're saying only eat inside of those eight hours. Right. And you can adjust so, those eight hours, Linda. It's, not, it's a very fluid form of dieting and it's not, um, it's not set in stone. So basically you need some type of slight appetite suppressant, usually a fluid, mm-hmm. um, in order to gain the most benefit. So I just have a cup of coffee. 
um, at, at, when I got to work, and then uh, that would hold me over till about eleven o'clock, and then uh, and then I would have a healthy, healthy, good sized lunch with a meat, um, a bowl of vegetables, and then um, some maybe some nuts, some almonds, and I was doing pretty well. It was it was great for for maintaining your weight. I think the trick is to sort of like train your body to get used to a certain portion of foods. So like. I like this plan, the intermittent fasting. Just don't overdo it for lunch and, and dinner. You know, it's not it's not a, a meal ticket to eat whatever you want to eat by any means. So I like the coffee routine. And another way to fill up your belly is just drink, you know, a glass or two of water. I mean, that will fill up your belly, you know, lickety split. Exactly, Linda. And what's so important about intermittent fasting is that when you have your last meal at 6 p.m., Think about that. Your body has all that time to digest food and to not accumulate fat between 6 p.m. and whenever you, you wake up till the next day. So you're actually putting yourself through a 12 to 12 to 16 hour fast, depending on uh, you know your hours. Um, and it is important to eat the right things as well. Um, I, I cut flour just about entirely during Monday through Friday. Uh, I substitute buns. I wrap meats in like lettuce. Um, I, I just I have no use for flour whatsoever, and especially desserts. Avoid that morning bagel. Avoid the uh, the cinnamon rolls and all the things you find in the office. The cream just, cheese, yeah, yeah, the cream cheese. Just all those things, um, uh, terrible for you. Dessert pastries are the worst, and they're great. If you want to grow a gut, dessert pastries are the way to go. Awesome. Uh, Rob, I have a, um, a listener who is uh, writing me on Facebook. His name is Michael, and he wants to know, how do you lose? Let's say you are fit, you are doing you know, everything right by the book, and you want to lose those last stubborn five pounds. What can you do to shock your body to like really get that job done? Okay. Uh, if I was going to lose five pounds, I would definitely increase the cardio by quite a bit. And I would, I would eat less meat. You can eat the same amount of food, but just start converting your meat more into vegetables and uh, water-soluble vegetables especially. And then a little bit of fiber like some refried beans um, because meat takes a long time to digest in your body. And so if you cut down – let's say you replace like that steak with maybe some tuna fish or even like a small cut of pork like a, the size of a deck of playing cards. That's usually the best way. Right. The good thing about protein is that it does kick up your metabolism. So that's a good thing. But I have heard what you just said too. Another way to do it is to just increase the vegetable intake and decrease the, the protein intake. Um, but the problem with that is I think is like once you start adding the protein back to your diet, you're just going to gain that weight back. Don't you think? Yeah, if Michael wants to maintain a certain weight at a certain number, um, you know, there's a couple factors. He needs to look at how he's eating. He needs to look at how much exercise he's getting, and then uh, adjust accordingly. And then maybe add add some more exercise or add an extra day. Um, I usually don't go by numbers, to be honest with you. I, I go by the way my clothes fit and what my body looks like, and accumulation of fat around the neck. That's usually a good indicator of of, of how fit you are, rather than just just chasing pounds on the scale. You know, somebody brought to my attention the other day that the size of your waistband equals the size of your neck. And I have to, I've yet to go try that out and pull, pull some pair of pants out of the closet to see if that's true. <laughs> but apparently they say it's true. So, um, like if they say if you're, if you're in a department store and, um, you're too busy to try the pants on, what you should do is wrap it around your neck. And if it fits your neck, then it will fit your waist. Isn't that weird? Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't realize there's a correlation. I don't know. Um, I also have another question from someone who is very fit. He is a gym rat, and he's also on the scale of like, how do you get that last five or ten percent going? And his question was, tell us about carb deplete if you know what that is. Meaning that you're shocking your body. You go like I think. I think what he's saying is, you shock your body and you have no carbs for five days, and then you have like a day or two of carbs, and then you go back again and shock the body, no carbs for five days, and that seems to, um, you know, shock the body into that last five percent optimal, uh, you know, range that you want to be in. 
what he's talking about, I believe, is fast-range ketosis, uh, which is the cornerstone of the Atkins diet. Uh, we all remember the Atkins diet from about 10 years ago when people would – you'd see someone and then two weeks later they'd lose like 10 pounds and it, it just immediately and, and, and it was just amazing to look at. And, and what it was is the reduction of all carbs. Um, I talk about this in my book, The Skinny Dragon Diet Plan, and basically it is. It, it's exactly what he was saying, just the removal of carbs completely because after about – I'd say 12 to 14 days, your body goes into what's called ketosis. It's an internal burning of fat from the liver. Uh, ketosis is actually a safe method of fat loss or fat burning uh, dating back to the 20s. It was actually used to treat medically obese patients back in the, back in the early 20s. Um, I wouldn't recommend it as a long-term goal for fat loss, but if you're talking about you want just some, some immediate short-term results, uh, ketosis is effective and it does work. Um, I was doing it to where I just wasn't eating flour. I didn't cut all carbs. I left a few uh, just for energy. But if you cut all carbs and you just stick to, say, some meat, some cheese, apples and almonds and tuna, you, you'll see it in about 14 days. You'll have an immediate drop of 7 to 8 pounds. Nice. You're currently listening to the Men's Advocate Show. Call us at 951-922-3532. That's 951-922-3532. We're going to catch you right on the other side of the break, and we, we will talk about uh, foods to avoid and how to make a shopping plan and, and things of that nature. We'll see you just back, back in a moment. guys, want to go from cocky and confused to confident in four sessions or less? Linda Gross has done years of academic research combined with interviewing over 20,000 men. Tackle relationship issues, business goals, conflict resolution, and lifetime roadblocks that have kept you back. Realize the benefits now. Go to the Men's Advocate page slash coaching and you'll be on your way. That's www.themensadvocate.com slash coaching. You've heard her on the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross. How can you help further? From her Facebook fan page of the same name. Hit the Shop Now button and save this link to your favorites. Make all your usual Amazon purchases and some of the revenue will support her show at no additional cost to you. No book purchase required. Just start with this link every time. The Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross thanks you. The Law Offices of Michael W. Brown gives the right answer for you, not just the legal answer. Initial consultations are always free. Save this number now, 949-636-8128. That's the Law Offices of Michael W. Brown, 949-636-8128. Thanks for tuning in to the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross on KMET 1490 AM, where men can be men. Welcome back, everybody. Um, you're listening to the Men's Advocate Show. If you haven't done so already, um, please log on to the my Facebook fan page. It's called the Men's Advocate Show with Linda Gross, just like the name of uh, this show here, and hit the like page, like page, and also share with your friends. Tell us, tell them about us. And the reason why you want to hit like page is that way once a week you'll get the updates on who my guests are, what we're talking about, any links or referrals or products or services that we're talking about, it will all be on that Facebook fan page. Also, that's where you can upload um, your audio and video clips to me if you want me to uh, read them or show them on air. And uh, you can write me questions if you have questions about uh, anything that we talk about or if you have a potential show topic that you would like me to address 
that's where you're going to get it done. So we have a really great show coming up for you next week, and I want you to bookmark it. It's next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, How to Be a Badass in Biz. So we're going to talk about how to get hired, how to get that promotion, how to start your own business, um, how to get an education without uh, breaking the bank. There's some resources out there that are like grants and free, um, free educational, uh, promotional activities that you can engage in without having to uh, go to college and perhaps incur $50,000 in student loan debts. So uh, this and more will be uh, next week's show. I think I'm going to invite Rob back to uh, join us on this show and also uh, my attorney friend, uh, Michael W. Brown, and he will be uh, giving us some of the, the legal aspects of how to get going in business and how to protect yourself and how to be smart in business. So that's coming up next week, next Wednesday. All right. So if you've just joined us, we're talking about how to lose that fat fat tire. We're on with Rob Garcia. We're getting into the uh, last segment here. We're going to talk about foods to avoid, how to pre-plan, how pre-planning your food actually is very sane on your belly. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that, uh, Rob, how um, making a a concerted effort to go to the market in regular intervals and buy certain types of foods, um, that pre-planning will benefit you because one of the reasons why people overeat, in my opinion, is because there's nothing to eat. So then they start binging and they start eating rotten foods or they go to the you know fast food store, fast food restaurant, and that's not a good idea. Planning in advance really is your friend. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely, Linda. Uh, we talked earlier about fast food and just how horrible it is for your body, so that should definitely be avoided. Um, the only if I absolutely have to eat fast food, uh, get a chicken salad, and and no dressing. And usually the chicken salads are pretty big every place you go, so that's a that's about the only thing I would I would get. Or a grilled chicken, no bun, no sauce. Um, for regular, uh, or for go regular... animal style, like um, you know, right. a lot of restaurants today, you can say just lettuce, like skip the bun, just put some lettuce on it. So it... if you have a, a turkey breast or chicken breast or even a hamburger patty, for all that matters, just stick some, a couple of uh, leaves of lettuce on it, and you're good to go. Exactly. I, my guilty pleasure on cheat day is the In-N-Out protein style. They wrap a, a, a double-double inside of a big lettuce leaf, and it's so delicious. <laughs> I um, do like that, too. Don't go uh, there often, but <laughs> once a year, it's a treat. Exactly. Um, one thing uh, that people don't think about as well is frozen food that we haven't talked about. Uh, your freezer should only have frozen chicken, frozen beef. That's it. You shouldn't have Hungry Man's. You shouldn't have TV dinners. You shouldn't have pot pies. You shouldn't have uh, any of the um, portable diet plans, uh, frozen dinners, any type of – you know, you and I grew up with TV dinners, and that was, a, that was a big thing. But they were very, very bad for you. Um, frozen foods are terrible for you because they have a lot of preservatives, which are bad for you, and a lot of sodium. If you look at anything, even the so-called healthy um, – Choice. Healthy choice meals, you know, right. you're looking at five to six hundred, maybe more milligrams of sodium. It's just way too much salt to put into your body because salt makes you retain water and makes you makes you retain weight. So, just make sure that uh, that you're you're stocking your freezer properly. Um, another thing is eating out restaurant portions. Get a to go box. Um, anytime you go eat out with friends, the restaurants are just having ridiculous portions of food, and we've been we've been taught to clean our plates. You know, we all grew up hearing about the, the starving children in China and how we need to eat everything on our plate, and, and you know, starving kids in the world, the guilt trips from our mothers, all that stuff. Um, it's okay to portion out your food. You know, don't don't feel pressure to eat everything, and, and when you can have two or three meals there and just take it home with you, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, You're going to laugh, but before I take my first bite, if I'm at a restaurant, I go ahead with the knife and cut that meal in two. That's it. it, And it stays on the left side of my plate, and I only eat the right side of the plate. And guess what? That left side's going home with me in a doggy bag, and bam, I have lunch for tomorrow. It's great. Brilliant. Totally agree. 
Um, so let's talk about portion control. We've talked about restaurants giving too much portions. How about if we control our portions and we control our, our infamous lunchtime uh, overindulgences that we do at work? Because a lot of us have the nine-to-five jobs, so what can we do? Uh, I got in the habit. I bought a cooler and I bought Tupperware. And I start preparing my food for the entire week on Sunday nights, and it's not nearly as hard as it sounds. You just cook up some meat. Um, I would take uh, hard vegetables with me, and I would just boil them at work in, in the, the Tupperware, put some water in, um, and then have healthy snacks with me. And that way you know exactly what your portions are. You know what amount of food you're eating, and you can allocate it according to how hungry you are because we all want to snack at about 2 o'clock. Um, Try and avoid going out to lunch with your coworkers because a lot of them won't have any self-control. Mine were, mine were always trying to get me to eat terrible things. Um, and let's talk about some foods we can pack in that in that Tupperware that won't won't uh, won't make us too too big. Seafood is always good. Um, tuna is is great because it's high in protein. It's very low fat. Very good for you. Skinless chicken, uh, lobster, tilapia, shrimp. You can get all these things in Walmart actually in the freezer, in the frozen section. And as you get into the fattier meats, you want to lower your portion, Linda. You don't want to have five pounds of bacon with you at, uh, at, at work. Um, ha- take veggies with you and then for small snacks, you can do white cubes of cheese, sliced tomato. You can make a tomato caprese by slicing up a tomato, put some mozzarella cheese on it, and then low-fat Italian dressing. That is a great meal. A little bit of pepper over it, um, cucumber, broccoli. These are all things you can use, and apples. Another good emergency food is to get uh, raw almonds or raw cashews. Obviously, the whole bag is too much. And get the small size, the snack size of the Glad Bags, and you know, dump in maybe a small handful, which might be about 12 to 15 uh, nuts, um, in your little Ziploc baggies. And it's a great to-go food. Um, if you're on the run and you're hungry and you need to run an errand or whatever, you know, grab an apple, grab a, a you know, small 10, 15 nuts, and away you go. It's, it's a great pick-me-up. I totally agree, Linda, and that's a that's a great suggestion. Uh, the two best nuts that I recommend for people for a midday snack are the unsalted almonds and Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts will fill you up pretty good, and I actually take uh, green olives with me as well, and I slice those up a couple of those just to get some some healthy fat in my diet. Um, nice. And also the pre-planning, um, one thing that makes it very easy to pre-plan uh, your protein is go to Costco because they're selling everything in huge bulks, in huge bulk and huge amounts. And when you get that thing home, it's too big anyway. So that's the perfect time to cut it up into one meal sizes, maybe leave one or two um, in the refrigerator and all the rest of it, throw it in the freezer. And then that way you'll have, you know, they sell fresh fish there and they have, you know, all kinds of meats and poultry and turkey and anything you can think of. And you can buy it in these large family packs. It'll save you money, save you time. You won't have, have to be running in, you know, to the store in the middle of the week thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to eat today? And then you're going to make poor food choices. It's going to be waiting for you all week long. Exactly. And one thing when you, when you make your own lunches, Linda, is uh, you're avoiding uh, going out with your coworkers. You're avoiding pasta. Because what do we do? We eat these giant lunches with pasta, and by 1 or 2 o'clock, we're almost dead asleep in our chair because we've spiked our blood sugar, and we're about to go into a pasta coma of epic proportions. Yes. In fact, in Spain and in Italy, they take a a siesta in the middle of the day. It's like from 2 to 4, all the shops close. And, you know, like (laughs) you say, they had too much pasta for lunch, and they literally have to take a nap to sleep that thing off. Yeah, exactly, and it's 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 the same reason why uh, at the holiday meals everyone is is sawing logs in about two hours after eating. It's just the the amount of food, and then because of the high amounts of, of flour based uh, flour based foods. Well, thank you so kindly, Rob, for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. Everybody, check him out. Go to my Facebook fan page. I have his links there, and we'll see you next week on the Men's Advocate Show, 3 p.m. every Wednesday and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. See you then. Talk to you soon.